Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Moonfall. Co-written, directed, and produced by Roland Emmerich, Moonfall is the science fiction disaster film starring Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson. The film is out now, but if you haven't watched Moonfall yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Shot in Montreal on um, a budget of 138 to 146 million dollars moonfall is one of the most expensive independently produced films of all time just a bit of a fun fact there for you luke you have the plot in moonfall a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it with mere weeks before impact and the world on the brink of annihilation NASA executive and former astronaut Joe Fowler, played by Halle Berry, is convinced she has the key to saving us all. But only one astronaut from her past, Brian Harper, played by Brian Wilson, and a conspiracy theorist, KC Houseman, played by John Bradley, believe her. These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last-ditch mission into space, leaving behind everyone they love, only to find out that our moon is not what we think it is. I want to start off. I want to start off with saying, Roland Emmerich, I'm a fairly big fan. I, I'm a sucker for disaster movies, as uh, you know, our listeners have probably come to, to learn. Uh, Roland Emmerich films are like, you know, like we've got Independence Day, not the sequel, but Independence Day. Um, movies like, uh, the day after tomorrow and others like the, he's he's done he is like the king of disaster films even the the crummy ones like 2012 you know not really the smartest best film out but hey a lot of fun lots of disaster looks good um you know godzilla he's the guy that just enjoys blowing up monuments yeah i mean well, he has to be the, right the, with godzilla a terrible movie, horrendous, badly acted, the worst. But, you know, there's that soft spot that I've got for it, the nostalgia. I was a kid when I watched it. It's just how it is. So, you know. I like it. I'm with you. I like it. <laughs> yeah. it's It has its moments and, you know, it's cool. So anytime Roland Emmerich is like, hey, I'm doing a disaster movie, which is, you know, what you've come to expect from him, you can't help but get excited. And when the premise is, hey, the moon is going to collide with the earth, holy shit. Let's bring it on because I can't wait to see all of that destruction and the disaster stuff and the people I don't care about running for their lives. Um, and hopefully there's a sprinkle of actually elevated characters and good things and great special effects and all that. You just think you're going to get that and hopefully a little bit more. <sighs> this movie. <laughs> oh, you Lord. know what? Before, before you go any further, I'd seen that first trailer. Forgot most of it. Yeah. I'd seen the character posters of the three main actors wearing sunglasses, looking up at the moon with the reflection of the moon in the sunglasses. That was it. And then I was in the cinema watching the film. I didn't know what to expect. So when this movie, I know we're going to get into it, when it ends up being something that I had no idea, I enjoyed that aspect of it. It goes batshit crazy. But I, I had no idea. I thought the character of 
Casey was a lunatic. I didn't realise that's what the film was. It took me in places I didn't think it was going to take me. I thought it was like another disaster film, another Day After Tomorrow, twenty twelve. I'm this movie. It, it, look, it does. He's doing something different here. He's going like he's like, hey, like there's the disaster film, but then it's like, no, there's something more. We're doing something more with this, and you know, we're almost going into like. Um, you know, like a 2001, a Space Odyssey type level of, okay, it's not actually to that level, but it seems like he's kind of going for that, where it's like, hey, we're going to yeah, humanity, quite... the world, the universe, yeah. the creation of man, history, all of that. And it's just like, wow, okay, I really wasn't expecting this. Like, all right, there, there are aliens inside the moon and the, the moon is like this big structure thing. And it's like, holy shit, really? <laughs> like, and, yeah. was the moon crashing into the planet or at least causing a whole lot of drama before it did that you know like tidal waves and um you know fluctuations of gravity and parts of the moon kind of crashing into the the earth in like meteorite type kind of things was that not enough (laughs) why was that not enough it's like i mean we've gone through a lot of his films already but like independence day the day after tomorrow and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to put those two films together and see what happens. With a little sprinkling of 2001 in there for good measure. And that's his movie. It's, oh, it, it, it's crazy. It's really, it really is crazy. But look, do you, okay. I, look, I, I enjoy the fact that we got something very surprising, you know, in the third act of the film. Um, I was like, okay, well, this is something different. But to be honest, I signed up for a, for a, disaster movie and even though you know there is disaster stuff in it i feel like it was it just wasn't to the level that you would expect to get from roland emmerich like the disasters that you get early on in the film you know like whether it's you know a a town or a cityscape sort of getting flooded it's the most underwhelming kind of tense scene it's just like oh there's water quick climb up these steps and then we're good like the 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 shots the scenes the special effects of like towns and cities and buildings whether it's debris from the moon sort of crashing or like flying past buildings like they, they look like they need a few more layers of rendering um you know, well, it's not as, you've it's, you've touched on that already we've i mean you know the budget of this movie this is not a big fox movie it's not an excuse. I think like the budget is still pretty high. Like, uh, what did we say? One hundred and thirty-eight to one hundred forty-six million dollars. That's still pretty decent. This isn't like oh, it it's is, an indie fifty million dollar film. No, no, no. Of course not. But if this was Fox or Sony or whoever, they're spending a lot more than that. So they're going to be able to finish some of those effects that you're talking about i've got to be honest the the first half of this film the disasters that you're talking about you know maybe not as big as what he's done in previous films i was there for it i'm like great you know this is this is what he does and you know he managed to include a scene of a car out driving a natural disaster (laughs) you know just like we got in 2012 with john cusack in the limo so he's got that in there but then the second half, when it is all the high concept stuff in the moon, that was less interesting for me. I mean, I, 
I like the novelty of the surprise. I honestly didn't yeah, yeah. know that's what was going to happen. So the surprise was good. But as soon as that novelty worn off, it's like, ah, oh, okay. So now I'm just watching a film hmm. that I didn't think I was going to be watching. And I liked that other film that I started watching at the beginning. I agree with that completely. Like it's the novelty of like, oh, okay, we are doing something different. That's kind of exciting. But then it's sort of like, this is kind of dull though, because it's like, it becomes, it becomes like a very talky, like it just like the movie just slows down and it becomes something very different, almost different film. Yeah. Just a different genre. Um, but I've got to say like the special effects of like the alien kind of entity, um, I guess, and also like the set pieces of you know them flying in in into the moon and around all of that mechanical stuff. I was like, that see, that was done pretty well, and I feel like that's what they put all their budget into. Um, but I guess like once you'd seen it, it was like cool. That was you'd seen it. So then, and then the movie kind of just spends a bit of time in there, and then you're in kind of like a white room for a good twenty minutes, which is like yeah. It is what it is, but but you know what we we both got to see this film early, and well, I say early it was. It was beginning of the the week that it came out on the Thursday, and uh, since it's been out, I've seen TV spots and all the trailers, and they do show you what's happening in that second half. You do see that big thing in space, and I'm so glad that I didn't see that. Oh, like we've, we've both just said that like we got excitement from the fact that it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. So it's like to have that taken away. That's that's terrible. But look, we've got we've got some characters here. Um, yeah, we've already mentioned um a few. I mean, it's it's really the main three. We've got Halle Berry as uh as Joe. Um and, and look, I've got to say, like, Halle Berry is a phenomenal actress. But the, the the dialogue that they were giving her was just oh, it was it was just it was kind of painful to watch. Her. Yeah, <laughs> trying I, trying to do yeah, her she, best, and that's really sincere. And that's it. Trying to do oh, there's just that one. There's that one line in particular where it's it's like what is like her commander or whatever is, is saying to her like you know like you you like you work for the United States government, and she's like. No, I work for the the people of the United States. That's just like get over it. It's like just just no. I don't know. I just no. so corny. Oh. But I mean, that's, I'm with you. Yeah, it, hammy. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, not the actress. It's the I mean, dialogue she's been given. And look for Patrick Wilson as well. Like again, like I enjoy this man. Anytime he's on screen, I'm like I have a good time with him. But when he's given shitty material to work with, I'm just like you, poor bloke. And it looks like both of them, Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson, are just. It looks like they're having a blast. It looks like they're having fun. And I think yes, yes, the most and what they can, yeah, what they have. You know, I, I yeah, I agree with that. But I will say that he comes out of it the best out of the two. I like, guess like he he's he, his yeah. dialogue is more like you know he's a yeah his character's sort of been sort of in the dumps a bit so yeah he gets he has to have that cynical sort of sarcastic sort of a bit of an attitude to the character which means that his dialogue is a lot easier to sort of write for because it is very simple yeah yeah i honestly i i liked him in this but you've said there's pretty much three people in this movie. And, you know, there's like Michael Pena. He pops up as a stepdad. Oh, there's other people in here as well. We'll get back to There's other people in here as well. But 
let's talk about John Bradley as Casey Houseman. Now, we've spoken about on the podcast many times how we don't watch Game of Thrones. Mm. That's where this guy is from. He's known for Game of Thrones. He's got other movies coming out. He's in that Marry Me, J-Lo, Owen Wilson rom-com. But in this, like by far, is the best thing about this film. Yeah, look, he is bringing, he is, I mean, he is the comic relief, but he is the entertainment value in this movie, which is a surprise because you, you wouldn't think, you know, big Emirate, Roland Emmerich disaster movie, I'm going for the comic relief guy. <laughs> but but he does it well. And again, he, he's, he's more than just that. He, like he's one third of the main, of the principal Cast, Absolutely. Like. Well, I said, you know, character posters for this movie, he's the third character poster. He's definitely up there and he makes this film so much better. And at times, you know, the goofiness maybe goes a little bit far, but we're getting such a good performance out of this guy. We've got the, the relationship between him and his mom and he wants to be successful you know, he's theorized that there is something in the moon all along and people have not believed him. I like how he, he first got roped in with Brian Harper, Wilson's character, there together, interesting duo, but everything that we're getting from Casey was just working for me. And as you say, is not just the comic relief. I mean, ultimately, he saves everybody. He's sacrificed, and then his consciousness is uploaded, and he's so, I was going to say, over the moon. He's so happy about it. He's so happy to be part of the consciousness. Now, I did look into this. Now, I couldn't find too much about this movie, to be honest, but what I did find is that Josh Gad was originally cast as Casey, but he dropped out of the film due to scheduling conflicts, and I can see that he's definitely a josh gad type i mean when like through like just without looking into it too much but then like initial trailers and things like first images of this movie i thought it was josh gad to be honest there you go and then there you go when, when it, yeah, looking into it i was like oh no it's not him it's some other some other bloke don't know who he is but all i'm right. so glad john bradley got it and he is an english actor playing an english character I he's mean, got that, the accent that works i liked that a lot of less effort for him, but that you know it's good. <laughs> no, it like yeah, like his his character worked well. And look, I I'd say like this movie sometimes struggles with its tone. Like, how serious are we going to get? How goof we want to get? Okay, is this feeling a little bit like a like a skit? But a lot of the comedy again is coming through this one character. So I buy it. I allow it to work. It doesn't. It doesn't take away from any of the gravity that's happening because the other characters aren't fully embracing that comedic scene. They're almost on the outskirts, like what? Like they're playing it straight, and that works. So I, I appreciated it. Even though, like you said, you know, it can get kind of goofy, but again, it's all channeled through him. So we're we're a okay there. But look, there's um. There's a bunch of other characters as well. You mentioned Michael Pena plays like the the, the the new husband or the stepdad to, you know, like the um, Patrick Wilson's character's son and his ex-wife. So you've got the, you got the ex-wife in there as well. 
um, Carolina, Bartkaz, um, and then you've got, you know, the son, uh, Charlie Plummer, who plays Sonny Harper. Look, any, I've got to say, like, Michael Pena's character, like, Michael Pena is just wasted in this. They literally could have been played by anyone, but, I mean, I guess you could say that anytime about anyone anyway. But it's like these characters, anytime we cut, and I get it, we needed, once you took our, our trio into space, or to the moon, you needed people still on the ground to experience those very underwhelming uh, Earth-based disasters. And we needed some human characters with connections to, to our characters. And it's like, this is group. And you've got, obviously, Patrick Wilson's son and you've got Halle Berry's son and, you know, the ex-wife and the, the new husband and all that kind of stuff. But i got to say, any time we cut back to them, I just didn't care. I didn't care. And I know that comes with the territory of this type of a movie to have characters that you don't give a shit about. But I really, like, there was things going on with, like, you know, with our trio. And I was just like, no, I really feel like we need to be spending time with them a little bit more. That's yeah. Cool. No, yeah, that's I pretty much got the same takeaway. There. And I think I mean, it's... I was going to say, like, if the disasters again, like, you know, look, there's some cool shots, like, you know, in the car and the car sort of floating because of all the gravity weird things and they're jumping over a big hole, but it's like, oh, we'll never really make it. But because of gravity displacement, we can sort of kind of bounce across there, which is cool. Some cool little moments, but otherwise it's like, ah, oh, I never felt any of the, the disaster happening to the point where it's like shit's going down and it's like, hey, let's just park our car up here and watch it instead of getting the hell out of it. It's like, what are you guys doing? Anyway, you're saying. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's interesting. Michael Pena is in here. Yeah, he's not in the marketing. I've not seen him anywhere. Mm. It's weird that they would have him. And like you say, not being used to what you'd expect them, you know, how much they would expect to use him. I mean, he's like you say, he's serving a purpose and he's fine, but you'd think they'd advertise the fact that he's in the movie. I guess he's just not oh, a, actually, a big character. Somebody Somebody else who's in the movie, he gets his what one scene. Donald Sutherland pops up, says some stuff, then leaves. I remember before the movie, um, you know, looking at you know looking at some bits, and I was like, oh, Donald Sutherland's in the movie, okay. And then doing the prep for this for this episode, I wrote down Donald Sutherland's name, and I was like, Donald Sutherland was in this movie. What? When? Where? Like I completely forgot because I mean I didn't even that one scene. Yeah, one scene. I mean I didn't know until I was watching it because again I knew very little about this. Mm. And oh, there he is, Donald Sutherland, and he's gone. That's it. <laughs> I can't even remember what the character's purpose was. What he said. I, I mean, well, I was, he it was about like the moon, about the moon. Yeah, yeah. So he was there. Cover. He was basically there to say, "Oh yeah, no, it's all true. It's all true." And I now I'm going to go and kill himself. I'm pretty sure that's what he was going to do. <laughs> he had the gun. That, Did he have a gun? I can't even remember. <laughs> but he had that one scene. Oh, look, and then, uh, there's another character, like Halle Berry's ex-husband, and he gives us, like, the point of view of what, like, the government are doing and stuff, like, in terms of, hey, are we going to blow up the moon and things of, you know, radiation poisoning will affect the whole planet, whatever. And so we've got that angle. Like, there's a few different things. And then, as you would expect, different kind of points of view, but... Yeah, but then again, he pulls a gun on his superiors and he's like, I trust my wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it's like, as yeah. the audience, we're like, we already have seen, you know, our trio go into space and, and 
it, like we've seen that it's like okay the moon clearly isn't what it is so i'm like cool we stand by you guy but like if we didn't know like we'd be like you are a nut <laughs> you can't trust i mean do you know there's i mean there's character moments that are very predictable like okay we've seen this before in many places relationships between father and son and you know all of this we've seen it many times over but again the ending the third act not predictable at all did not see did not see it coming so there's there's that going for it but character wise it's very paint by numbers yeah yeah and you know i want to i want to point something out and i don't know like this really has no overall effect on my overall rating of the movie but remember in in, um, independence day right where you know you've got jeff goldblum's character and he repeats a line from jurassic park you know when they're they're flying i think they're flying away from the mothership trying to get out of the the closing door and he's and he's like must go faster must go faster you know the you know jurassic park reference yep Yep. in this movie all right so in in the lost world they get to they get to the island and they're calling out for julian moore's character sarah harding and they're like yelling sarah 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 harding and you know jeff goldman turns to you know vince vaughn how many sarahs do you think are on this island they do the same gag here you know where they're yelling brian 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 harper and Halle Berry turns to Casey uh, yeah. and she says, how many Brian's do you think are uh, are on this moon? Oh, yeah, I, did, I, I didn't get that connection or reference, but in the like, movie, it worked for me. It was funny. It was a funny moment well, in the movie. But it's funny, what but you're saying, I, just, I had seen it. And just, it, it wasn't like, a, a, you know, a version of that. It, like, it literally was like the same number of the first name, Brian, Brian, Brian Harper. How many Brian's do you think are on this? And obviously they changed that word, but you know, it wasn't like Brian, 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 Brian Harper. Like it was exactly the same. Ah, so, that's like, interesting. So I'm like, what's Roland Emmerich's like? What's his deal? <laughs> Again, it doesn't affect anything. It was just something I noticed, and I'm like, it cannot be a coincidence. I just feel like I don't know. Is he just is he just being playful? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it means nothing. Maybe it's just you, or I'm curious, has anybody else made that connection? Probably not, because I'm a nut. <laughs> <laughs> Can't slip by Jurassic uh, Jurassic references. Can't slip by me. Oh, no. I'll notice. But um, I've got to say, that's besides that, that's literally all I've got to say about this movie. It's, it's, it's silly. It's ridiculous. Um, I think... I did a Facebook sort of quick review and I think I referred to it as dog shit. Which yeah, no, I did um I did was, see that. Which was <laughs> probably pretty harsh, but look, I stand by it. This oh movie, yeah, say, yeah. This oh, movie, pretty much it's it's dog shit, but look, it's it's pretty fun. <laughs> and that's the important thing. Is we had fun. So do you yeah, have any other just, points or do you want to rate it? No, no, I think, well, I, I kind of thought we were rating it. <laughs> did you want to go first or did you want me to? No, you go first. You go first. I'm going to split it down the middle. I'm going to come in at a three out of five. What worked really worked for me. Again, it lost me or lost my interest when we got to that third act. I do see what you mean visually about some of the effects, but as a Big disaster movie for the most part. It was working for me. And again, John Bradley as Casey Houseman, a lot to enjoy. 
with that character. But I mean, yeah, it's it's an odd movie because there's things that I quite liked and things that I disliked. And that's why I'm just going to come down the middle, three out of five. Yeah. Look, um, with any Roland Emmerich film, like even I think even most of his most of his bad ones, his bad disaster films, like at least they're still really good fun and entertaining. And even if the characters are pretty rubbish, you know, like they're still pretty likable and you're rooting for them and things are happening. And, you know, like you're getting entertainment value in the visuals and stuff. And I just feel like in this movie, we weren't, we weren't getting that, the visual entertainment value. The characters were pretty much just, just so average. Like didn't care about any of them. Like the only savable thing in this movie is John Bradley's character, um, you know, and that's keeping the energy up and keeping things going on. Big surprise at the end, but then like, I guess like you, you know, it's the same thing. It's like we're surprised by it, but then kind of didn't really want them to go in this direction. I was like, it wasn't really working. I'll stand by it. Like this movie, uh, you know, crummy dialogue. It's, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It's pretty, to me, I'm like, it's, it's dog shit, but it's fun. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a two. Oh, okay. Five. Like, I like. Like, if this shows up on a streaming service, which I'm I guarantee it will at some point, like, I'd be very hesitant to ever press play again. <laughs> oh well, I'm absolutely going to watch it again because my wife loves disaster movies, didn't see this one. So I'll be watching at home with her. So when it's out on home release, I've got it to look forward to. Well, there you go. Now, good stuff. Good stuff. And look, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll just watch. Maybe, maybe I might just watch the first half and I'll leave the room. I don't know. <laughs> I'll <laughs> go off and, and do something, <laughs> anything. Uh, else yeah. your time. <laughs> so, so, all right, there we go. Um, now, look, I had... I had some trivia lined up, but you might have already mentioned it. I just thought it was the interesting stuff about um, Josh Gad. Oh, but right. yes, but you <laughs> stole it. But there was some other thing which is on the uh, the uh, the trivia page on IMDb. Um, I guess it might be a bit of a connection to Stanley Kubrick. You know, like the the whole did he help in faking? The moon landing, you know, that old rumor thing. There's um in Casey's um in his it's its hotel room. I think it's his hotel room, wherever he's staying at the time, there's wallpaper, which is the same pattern of the Overlook Hotel floor pattern. Ah, yes. You know, we've we've seen this floor pattern also in like Toy Story and stuff in Sid's and Sid's house, but um obviously it appears there. So I'm like, okay, there's that. Stanley Kubrick, the moon. There's there's a through line there. Thought that was interesting. So I'll go with that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, that the, is the Josh Gad thing off me. That's fine. Oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't know you were gonna, <laughs> gonna mention that. It's fine. But that's interesting, regardless. All right, that's it for our review of Moonfall. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. 
And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Blacklight and be sure to check out our next review, Home Team. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.